Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 39 of the Sideliners podcast. I'm your host, Brad Siegel, joined today by my co-host and good friend, Mr. Benjamin Solis. How are we doing today? Everything hurts. Everything hurts? Yes. Um, for any of those listening um, out there that was at the workout this morning, you know what I'm talking about. Everything hurts. I'm just going to say that. But, um, but other than that, pretty good. Pretty good, I would say. Okay. Um, thank you for flexing that you got up for a workout. Um, I slept in. Um, you hey, know, I'm I, still recovering. Hey, I'm still recovering. I have that excuse going for me. I wish I could have slept in a day. Oh, man. Um, but I am very excited uh, for today's episode. We've got a jam-packed episode. And I'm pumped. I'm, I'm sure ready. Um, obviously, we've got to start with recapping game six. Um, the Bucks did win in six. Our prediction was um, false. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to say, like, it felt like a little bit of a biased prediction at the time. And I think it was. Like, I don't know if I really felt. Like, I know it's easy to say this, like, looking back. But I don't know if I really felt that the Suns were going to win. I really wanted them to. And I was hoping that it, like, I really felt like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I, I I legitimately thought that once once the Bucks got two games, I'd say, oh yeah, you know this this series is going to seven. I do think the Suns can't pull this out, but I did not expect the Bucks to go out and win four straight. That was not. No, I didn't either. In my uh, foresight. So obviously, obviously the story of Game Six and really the whole series is Giannis, but I'm going to break it down even further and say the story of Game Six was the free throw shooting of Giannis. Yes. I mean, this man. Spent the entire playoffs getting heckled and harassed by the fans for taking too long on his free throws and missing a lot of them, a good number of them. And he <laughs> steps up in the biggest game of his career and he shoots 17 for 19 from the free throw line. I mean, he like, that's unbelievable. That's like, if there was a most improved free throw shooter award for the playoffs, that's him. Like, and, and just in one game, too. It was unbelievable. Most- where it most counted. I mean, I think the, the percentage was 59 in the series. And then he right, goes which is, shoots... you know, not good. Yeah, very bad. And this man shoots near 90% in game six. Yeah, while dropping the 50 bomb in a closeout game. I mean, that's just insane. Insane. Crazy, crazy Talk about him all day. That. He's an yeah. icon. He's the most likable guy. There's, I mean, I think every NBA fan is happy for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, just like the emotion after or during the celebration. I mean, you can just feel that. You can feel that he just he wanted to go out there and he just wanted to win at all costs, and he he yeah. laid it out on the court. Kind of reminds you of um, Jimmy Butler last year. That picture of him, like, yeah, absolutely gassed. Yeah, I mean, it, th- that gave us good meme quality, though. I mean, this one is just it's so feel good. I feel Facts. like because he won. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I mean, but, um, talking, about, talking about the Suns, I mean, it just kind of, I mean, it just kind of fell apart for them in these last. Well, here's games. here's the thing for me: two things stay consistent with the Suns losing, like throughout the NBA landscape. Two things stay consistent: one, the NBA gods hate Chris Paul. That will forever stay the same, I guess. Yes. I mean, this was the best shot he had. It's not going to get better than this. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that stays consistent is um the Kendall Jenner curse. Well shall always prevail. Like, <laughs> Devin Booker was not winning a championship. It just it just can't happen, you know? Facts. I mean, he had 13 points, game six. Not sure, but definitely a step back. Drew Holiday looked really great on defense yet again. Yeah. Um, I mean, they kept on running. Uh, just 
I think it was double ball screen where they kept on switching uh, Giannis onto Chris Paul. And they were just going to try to make Chris Paul beat them. And, I mean, he put up a pretty good game, but it just it wasn't enough. It, yeah, it really no one stopping Giannis. Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing that I did notice was the dramatic drop-off of Aiton's play. Uh, from he, like, seemed, the, he seemed kind of scared. Yeah, from, like the first two games, I mean, I felt that he was going out there and just doing what he had done the entirety of the playoffs. And just these last four games, I mean, he just he got completely manhandled by Giannis, uh, for lack of a better word. I mean, that's just how it was. I think um, I think really you could say that about the entire, you know, like depth <laughs> of the Suns roster. Like yeah. coaches and campaign, it felt like did nothing in the last three, four games. <laughs> so, I mean, I watched Bridge. I, I can't remember a single thing Bridges did game six except miss elbow shots. Yeah. Like, um, and then, you're talking, can we talk about Brooke Lopez yamming it on DeAndre Ayton? Okay, that was I literally went downstairs for like two minutes. <laughs> now, that was the one possession I missed. <laughs> oh, dude. It was I know. The, greatest, the greatest thing I've ever seen. I mean, he came, he came straight down the lane. Statue of Liberty. Oh, man. It was... It was it was kind of weird to see Brooke, Brooke Lopez yamming, but it was it's kind of funny, kind of a good. It's moment. funny the hearing that sentence come out of your mouth is funny. Yeah, I, I, that I think that's the actual scream that Brooke Lopez shouted on that dunk. To be completely honest, I mimicked um, it. Anyway, so I guess I guess uh, Mike Budenholzer gets to keep his job. Um, unfortunately for the Bucks organization, I'm gonna say that. Yeah, um, I would say that too. Yeah, I'm still not changing my stance that he's not a good coach because he's not. But I mean, Giannis just willed. I mean, that's that's what happens in the NBA, you know. Mm-hmm. He just willed his team to a championship. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's good for Budenholzer to finally get over that hump. But I mean, I just I wouldn't put it past. I mean, if if I were the Bucks, um. I mean, if they had lost in these finals, despite Boonehoser even getting them there, I still would have fired him. But right, and we said that we said that at some point, you know, a few weeks ago, if the Bucks don't win a championship, he ought to be fired. Yeah, he should. But I mean, all things considered, he gets to keep his job. They won a championship, so yeah, we can say we were right about that. Um, So uh, the Nets open as clear title favorites for next year, which makes perfect sense, you know, barring some injuries. This season, people forget started in like it started like Christmas, mm-hmm. which I mean the NBA season normally starts mid to late October, and so that's a two months difference. I mean the finals usually end in like June, early June, okay. mid June, and it's it's about to be August in like a week. So yeah, that's crazy to think about. But right, so yeah. we're late. I mean the season starts in like a little over two months, three months. Yeah, a very short off season. Another irregular season, not nearly as irregular as last, but still kind of feeling the effects of that. So the 2021-22 NBA season will kick off shortly. Yeah, and, then, you know, we're excited to cover that. Oh, but, yeah. But, but, I mean, obviously before we have to cover football, which is just even During, more During, we're going to have to cover football. We're going to yeah. have to go two at once. Yeah. Oh, man, that's going to be that's gonna be fun to think about. Although it's a lot easier, like – we didn't talk about the NBA a whole lot during the regular season this year. We kind no, of should have, but yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of time in the NBA regular season. I mean, with the NFL, it's like you know, you kind of know where everybody is at a week to week basis. Yeah, exactly. 
That's that's what's good yeah. about these the NFL. Um, speaking of football, we're gonna transition not to pro football, and I guess this isn't just football. This is everything. There have been some rumors over the past twenty four hours um, of Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC, which is a big deal. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. That changes the whole landscape of college sports, mainly football, but really everything. Texas is kind of good at everything except football. So basketball school, of course. I mean, hopefully. So. <laughs> Um, but that's a big deal. And, um, you kind of, kind of think like, what are the pros and cons for everyone? Why are they doing this? Um, obviously the, the driving factor in any decision like this is the money. Like this is all about the money. There's talk about the Longhorn network, obviously just the amount of money that UT has. And just like, what's in it for the SEC is that UT has money and UT needs to be in the SEC just for like recruiting and like players that are in the state of Texas a lot of times don't end up going to UT because they want to play in the SEC. They want to play with the best in college football. And so they don't go. But now UT would be giving them the option to go play at Texas and play in the SEC, which I think is their goal. Um, um, it it kind of reminds me, have you seen Jerry Maguire? Yes. Hopefully you have. It, it just reminds me of the, the, the show me the money line. Exactly. Okay. Yes, exactly. It, it is that kind of deal, I would say. And for um, OU, they're they're bringing you know just the fact that they've been a top five team all decade, in football yeah. at least, and a you know, a number one softball program, and you know they're good at lots of things too. But you know, obviously, um, on the other side of things, Texas A and M very unhappy, very unhappy about this. They signed um, more and more articles come out. Like one just came out like, fifteen minutes ago. Yeah. Um, about how they have some sort of gentleman's agreement, like when they join the SEC, that like if a team, any team like joins and then a team in the SEC is like from the same state as that team, they can like veto it. And so this guy from AM is saying that they can veto Texas joining. And their argument is that like AM joined the SEC to kind of get away from Texas and make like form their own identity, um, <laughs> which is, you know. They can do it. I'm not very, I'm going to try and be unbiased here, but um, you know, they wanted to do their own thing. They wanted to be in like, have a different set of, you know, competitors. That's not Texas. Um, definitely not get away from big brother. You know, that's not what it was at all. Calm um, down Aggies fans. We know that you're angrily messaging us right now. Relax. <laughs> but um, you know, they're very, I mean, they're upset at the idea that, Texas want to join. I think it's like any advantage they had in being in the SEC and Texas wasn't would kind of go away. And of course, money is a factor as always. And you know, that's, yeah, that's kind of it. As far as the effects, I think the SEC would move Alabama and Auburn to the East and they would move Missouri to the West, like even it up. The big 12 would become a poverty conference. They might go and add like, I don't know, UH or Colorado or BYU or Boise or something. Still a poverty conference. They would fall apart. It would change the whole landscape of college sports, but who knows what would happen. Yeah, I mean, I just, I hopefully UT fans, if this does come to fruition, just hope that you get to see UT football lose just a couple more games every year. But here's the thing. It's not just football. I mean, we're, yeah. we're, good, at, we're good at every other sport. But anyway, like it was going to say, in any case, like, this is very far from happening. It would be a long time, and the whole A&M obstacle might make the whole thing not happen anyway. So you never know. Um, we shall see. 
yeah, I'm going to transition over to baseball to rant for one quick second through my not-so-broad um, lens as a Rangers fan. Uh, we <laughs> lost nine in a row with a minus 51 run differential. Like, it's I just cannot do it. I can't okay, so, wait, wait. So, so I, I was watching the Nationals game the other day. So, tech, did the Rangers play a doubleheader where they lost five to zero and then ten to zero? They did, and I'm going to back up a little further, just a little <laughs> further. Okay. So we had lost three games before that. We lost two out of three to the Athletics, um, and then we lost the two to end that series. Then we played the Blue Jays last Friday. We're down ten nothing and hit a meaningless two run homer in the ninth to lose ten to two. Then the doubleheader day, we lose 5 nothing, 10 nothing, And so, you know, in that series, we lose a combined 25-2. to two. Like, that's <laughs> – oh, my God. And, and on the 10-0 the to zero day, those 10 runs were all scored in the first two innings. So our starting pitcher gave up 10 runs and then, you know, was pulled. And God. so after that, it gets worse. The next day, we start a series with the Tigers, four-game series. We lose 14-0. to zero. <laughs> And then we lose 4-1 to one and then 4-2. to two. So, we haven't cracked over two runs in, like, a week. And then today, nice. we did manage to crack. Um, we did score five runs, but we lost seven five to five. Runs. Yeah, I and see that. We, we play the Astros tomorrow, three-game series, which is fantastic. <laughs> and I'm actually going on Sunday with my whole family that are all Astros fans. Fun. That, if, if the Rangers manage to win that game, oh, my God, that would be so funny. That would be so funny. <laughs> um, if my grandparents are listening to this right now, before or after, and the Rangers end up winning, I'm so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> um, and here's, here's what I want to say about this. Obviously, this sucks. Like, we're about to lose, what, like 12 in a row after we get swept by the Astros? But record right now is 35 and 62. Yeah? Oh, man. And so that sounds really bad. You know, it's like being a Rangers fan is the worst. But the thing is... There are two teams that are worse. <laughs> the Orioles are 34. Oh, okay. okay, but that's a given. That's a given, though. And the Pirates – oh, wait, no, not the Pirates. The Diamondbacks, not the Pirates. Diamondbacks are 30 and 68. They have the worst record in the league. And so it is painfully hard being a Rangers fan. And so I can't imagine how there are teams that are, like, any worse than that, you know? Mm, that's just – that is all around very depressing. Very right? sad. Oh, man. Well, that's why that's why I, whenever someone talks about baseball, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm kind of an Astros fan, just kind of because I know the Rangers suck, and I know I hear you rant about them. But the every time. okay, here's the thing: every other, like, you can't hate a Rangers fan because why would you ever do that? <laughs> but everyone hates Astros fans because you know the yes. whole scandal. Yeah. And so anytime, like, you bring up to anyone that like a baseball fan that you're an Astros fan, they they don't like you. Yeah. That's the, that's the difference. You know, you got to you gotta choose your loss, you know? And you you choose the Rangers, which is... I picked them before the whole scandal, so... Yes. When which, I, which still sucks, but... Here's the story with that. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast, but, like, when I was little and, like, picking my teams, I was a very fair-weather fan. I never wanted to root for the team that was losing when I was little. And my whole family are all Astros fans, right? And when mm. I was little, the Astros were horrendous, so bad. The Rangers were not. They went to back-to-back World Series when I was little. And I was like, you know, I want to be a Rangers fan. I don't want to be an Astros fan. They suck. And I think I told my parents, like, we live in Texas. We don't live in Houston. So I should be a Texas Rangers fan. And obviously that, Wait, picked, big brain. Didn't, big brain. that pick didn't work out for me at all. 
the Astros won a World Series and then went to another and could go to another this year. But um, the Rangers ended up losing those back-to-back World Series and um, have not been the same since and don't look oh. to be doing anything at all. Oh, have the turns have tabled. Right. Yes. Um, but on a more positive note, it's we're, we're getting near the best part of every episode. Isn't that right? Oh, yes. I can't wait for this. But with that being said, here's a break from our sponsors, but we're at Anchor. And we are back. Thank you from our sponsor over from our friends at Anchor. We love Anchor. Really, We do. love Anchor. I decided we to let you say Anchor. it first today instead of jumping in. Well, I, I did give you the honor of doing it last week. So, you know. I no, no, like you're it. right. You're right. Like, but I just, um, you know, I have to like stave off my temptations to just jump in and say, oh, I, I love I, Anchor. Completely understand. Completely. Oh, well, good. Well, Ben, today's episode of Power Rankings um, is very timely because we are going to cap off the NBA season by naming our top three favorite current NBA players. Um, So let's get right into it. Who is your third favorite current NBA player? My third current favorite NBA player is Patty Mills. Patty Mills has been with the Spurs for, I think it's going on... Eight years, nine years, somewhere in that range. Um, but I mean, very integral part of the championship years and just all the playoff runs. And he's become just such a great leader and veteran. And just you know, he's he's a pro's pro. And I see him hit big threes all the time, even if the Spurs do suck on some nights. And you just you can't hate Patty Mills, honestly. I mean, I just I just love him. Great guy. Um, fun fact: I have a Patty Mills signature. Uh, it says, really? "It says to Brad, sign Patty Mills." <laughs> that's that's good. That is yeah. very good. Very uh, good. Gotta love Patty. All right, Brad. Who is your third? Well, hold on. I'm gonna add something about Patty. You also gotta love those Spurs HEB commercials when he talks about the shrimp on the Barbie. Oh uh, yes. Oh my yeah. god. I don't know how you can forget that. For those that don't know, HEB one of the greatest things ever created. Spurs players uh, do HEB commercials as a grocery store. And let's just say that the Timmy Duncan and Kawhi Leonard uh, commercials, some of the best pieces of comedy ever. Kawhi was the best. Kawhi was funny because he's like a robot. I know. (laughs) It's so weird. He's no emotion. I know. (laughs) Gosh. Anyway, moving on. My third favorite um, is a little basic. I'm going to go Giannis. He's the most likable guy ever. If you've seen those Instagram lives, he – he says some questionable things that are really funny. <laughs> and he put the entire world onto the Chick-fil-A half lemonade, half Sprite, which I didn't know, like, was a secret. And he ordered a 50-piece nugget after dropping 50. And, I like, know. you can't hate the guy that works so hard and is actually so funny. And yes. he's the best. Yeah, that man was, that man was wilding on his IG. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> so funny. It was, it was hilarious. Have um, you seen the video? Yeah. Is the video where he rings the bell? Yes, we we won't we won't repeat what's on the bell, but um, you know he is the Greek freak for a reason. The Greek freak. exactly. We we'll just leave it at that. Oh man, that all time all time great moments. Ugh. Yeah. Alrighty, number two. I'm gonna go LeBron. Pretty basic, but I mean, I so weird story. So. I, I was a bandwagon on the Miami Heat uh, right at – so the the 2013 playoffs were the first playoffs I ever watched. And, of course, I was a LeBron fan. I saw them go up against the Pacers and beat the beat the Thunder. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. I, I love the Heat, right? 
the next year they played the Spurs and I'm like and my mom was like, you know, the Spurs are from here in San Antonio. I'm like, oh wait, really? Let's go Spurs. So I kind of changed allegiances there. But you know, just watching Braun dominate for I mean for my entire lifetime, um, literally. Uh I mean he's just he's a great player. You can't knock him. Whatever whatever goat debate you wanna bring into, I don't care. I just I love LeBron and he's he is the greatest player I've ever seen play with my own two eyes. And it's and and I mean you can't even like you have to mention what he's done off the court too. I mean, raising so much money for his schools and his area and like Yeah. He's just you know, he's been a great dad when he didn't grow up with a great dad. Yeah, it's it's I mean you I mean, people are gonna always try to find a reason to hate on LeBron, but when you're taking everything into account, he's just he's a great dude, great ball player, and you just been the face of the NBA for gonna be is it seventeen or eighteen years now? Eighteen at least. It might be um, nineteen next season. Gosh. No, it's eighteen. I think it's eighteen. Yeah. Um. You know, I completely agree. I like that take a lot. Fantastic take. Go LeBron. Um. My number two. I'm going Kevin Herter. This is a very interesting. I, I want to hear the story on this. So, <laughs> the story. <laughs> let's see. I gotta come up with a good one. Really. Like I. I mean, how can you not love Kevin Herter? You know, like. <laughs> The, the, the he, new um, Red Mamba. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, the new Red Mamba. I At the camp I went to, there was a kid in my cabin that looked exactly like Kevin Herter. And so <laughs> it got to a point where, like, like we called him Kevin Herter so much, it got to a point where I, like, started calling him Kevin more than his real name and, like, forgot <laughs> his real name. And it's just, like, we were talking so much about Kevin, Kevin Herter. And, like, one of the guys was a big Hawks fan, and the Hawks were in the playoffs. And, like, go Kevin Herter. He had that, like, 30-point game. And it was just, like everybody freaking out and it just like how can you not root for him and actually i remember a couple years ago um he the hawks played the heat when um and it, it, like Dwayne wade i remember they did like a jersey swap i'd never heard of this guy kevin Herter, and it, apparently he wears number three for Dwayne wade and i thought that was really cool oh that's cool and they did like yeah. a jersey swap and he was like i'm your biggest fan blah blah, blah. yeah so that's cool when you get to respect it's like that that's that's awesome yeah that's really cool so yeah, go, uh, go k herder red Mom. yeah um my number one damian lillard i mean just big shot dame dame time you know dame dollar you know whatever negative you come up with dame he's got it um loyalty is a big thing for me in just my personal life and i just i even though i know it may be coming to an end of portland soon for dame I mean, just you gotta you gotta admire the toughness and resilience that he has been trying to bring, just any semblance of happiness to the city of Portland for their basketball team. Um, and I just I I really love his play style. I try to form my own game around it. Um, and and just, he drops clutch bucket after clutch bucket. I mean, you could watch a YouTube compilation of Damian Lillard buzzer beater winners in the last five years, and it would probably take like five minutes. I'd say ten minutes, honestly. I mean. You know, got 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 to do that extra build up before the shot too. I mean, you're right. You're right. Un- unless you're the Rockets, and it happens in like point point five seconds, which yeah, is, which just sucks. But I don't know. I just I just love Dame Lillard. Uh, also a great dude putting on for a city of. Oh shoot! I know this. I I should know this. Is it Oakland? Oh man. Uh, I feel really bad now, but. Whatever the case, love Dame Lillard. Formulate my own game around him, and hopefully, 
he does get traded out of Portland. Um, you know, I wish him the best in his endeavors. Unless he goes um, to the Lakers, please don't, please don't I, let that happen. I've seen the stuff about him going to the Knicks. Oh, man. But anyway, I have my own funny um, Damian Lillard story as well. And it also is about a commercial. In like fifth grade, I posted on Instagram, like just a vi- I posted this commercial on my Instagram of, you know, that State Farm commercial with like baby Damian Lillard and like teenage. Yes, Kevin Love yes, 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 in the yeah, boat I do. I singing, do. singing like the the like Dame Dallas song, whatever. Yes, I memorized that whole thing and I posted it on my Instagram <laughs> like for no reason. And it was there That's- for like years. So that's a good story. Um, my number one was an easy pick, and um, anyone can see this coming that knows me. I gotta go Matisse Stiebel, um, someone that's not known really for his playing ability, but I'm gonna say his ability to relate with kids. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, I you know, he's he's also got clamps. Also, I mean, facts. Great defender. Yeah. I was, was he all NBA second second team all defense? I think he, sh- I think he was, but if he wasn't, shame on the NBA. Facts. Um, Beast of a defender, not much of a score, which is okay, but you know he's young, scroll. very young. Yeah, I think this was only his second season. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know he's the coolest guy. He like vlogged throughout the bubble, and he still vlogs, and he's Australian, which is dope. <laughs> and he's just cool. He just is like I'm- a fun guy. Yeah, I I found him on like, I found out about him because I was on TikTok during quarantine, and I was like, "This guy seems really cool," and he he is. Yeah, I got to see him play this year, um, and you know, that was cool. And you know that that's it. Love Matisse. If Matisse, if you're listening to this, I love you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's do a little weird. Okay, you know what? Um. I mean, yeah, you know, Matisse, Matisse is, like, the guy that – Matisse is, like, the friend that we all have that we, like, want to go to the NBA just so, like, he can tell us all the experiences about it. And nah, he's just a cool guy. He's, yeah, he's a cool guy. Fun, fun guy, as uh, Kawhi would say. Exactly. Except he's actually fun. Okay, yeah. we're, we're getting off track. we got to keep moving. Um, yeah. That is – that wraps up our segment. We're actually um, – the two of us are going to the Austin FC game tonight, which is quite exciting. Um, Dale – Dolly ATX. Um, yes, um, we we will be facing the Seattle Sounders, one of the best teams. So we in, will in the probably MLS. be losing. Yes, but we don't really. We haven't talked about Austin FC or the MLS because you know it, it is the MLS. But Austin, the city of Austin, is very excited to have a team. We're very excited to go. Should be yes. a blast. Maybe we'll update the Instagram or the Twitter or something. Mm-hmm. But um, stay safe out there, everybody. Um, COVID rates are going back up. That's not good. But uh, yeah, kind of concerning. Yeah. That's about it from us. This was a very fun episode, a little longer. Yeah. Um, And we will see you on Monday. You got anything, man? No, just, you know, uh, listen to us on your platform of choice. Uh, Apple Podcasts gives a five-star rating. Download us on on Spotify, and we will see you on the next one.